0: the way, the truth, and the life.
1: This is WIAM 101.1.
0: Current events,
1: personal values, political and social issues, technology, wars and
0: tensions. Join us for the next hour to discuss and learn how the things happening in our world today point to God's prophetic word as signs of the times. Is Israel beginning to see what the Bible has been saying all along? Is Russia beginning to plant the seeds of justification for the Ezekiel battle? Does everyone agree on what a new world order is supposed to be? These are just some of the questions that come from what we see are the signs of the times. Our weekly review of Bible prophecy that we find in the world's news for Friday, March twenty fifth, 2022. This is is Podcast 208, and will be wherever you get your podcast. so to find those outlets, ask a prophecy question, or listen to past episodes, just go to the WayMedia app or thewaymedia.net to listen, share, or subscribe, and it's the only place that you can read the articles we dis- discuss, and we always encourage you, read those articles, click the links, there's more article there than we have time to share. Now. Here to help us line up the news we see with Bible prophecy is Pastor Mark, who actually married his wife for her looks, just not the ones she's been giving him lately. That's good. Okay? That's and by good. the way, that was wife approved. I, was, made sure, <laughs> I made sure sure that was wife approved. I wanted to make sure there really wasn't like, you guys were currently in a tiff and I happen to say this, and then it's like, oh my word, I've just made things worse. So I just want to let you know.
2: Yeah, that's great. Okay. No, that's great. I love it. I love it. No, it's great to be here. By the way, on the articles, Greg, yes, you mentioned sir. somebody just told me, hey, well, I'm so thankful for the articles because I have a daughter out of state who prints them up on a regular basis and shows them to her boss to back up what she's saying, and she's got it from reputable sources and there's nothing they can say. It's like, there it is. What are you going to do with it? It's very, very... So our listeners do need to avail that.
0: That is fantastic. Yes, because we're not just out here espousing black helicopter and tinfoil hat stories. I mean, these are things that are really happening in the world, and they coincidentally line up with Bible prophecy. That's right. What are we going to do? That's right. So, except to continue to share the news. Yeah.
2: Anyway. Yeah. Okay. That's good. All right. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Yeah. So we have, what, one... Question uh, today? Is uh, that yes, we have a question yes, on the, on the yes, docket
0: here? Yes, we do. And, Bo, oh, I'll tell you what. Um, well, anyway, I just got my little to do list that I've got to do here. It's all right. It's all right. Mail. You try to improve things. Oh, uh, well, I'll do this. I'll do it after our listener question. Uh, and let's get to that right now. This yes. is from Sean, uh, who enjoys signs of the times out there in Denver. And the title for his question is When Events Start, What Event Starts the Tribulation? what specific event starts the tribulation in Daniel's 70th week? Is it Israel starting sacrifices again since they will sacrifice for three and a half years?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. Yep. And we're going to have to take a little bit of time, which I'm glad to do. This is good. Okay. We haven't looked at Daniel 9 in a while. So we'll take a moment here of what's going to be happening. But um, now actually, as far as it's not the sacrifices, I'll go ahead and let the cat out of the bag on that one. As far as the sacrifices go, um, you know, the sacrifice is a
0: result of another event.
2: It is. And, and so let's just look at this in Daniel 9 starting in verse 26 the gabriel is giving the vision here or telling the the answer to um to daniel what's going to happen in the last days and he talks about um matter of fact i'll just start in verse 25 just to even back it up more and we'll just cover it but he says know this daniel therefore and understand that the going forth of the command from the going forth of the command to restore and build jerusalem until messiah the prince is giving us a very uh, strict timeline here there shall be seven weeks and 62 weeks now first of all Grasp that. Prophecy is spoken sometimes in unusual ways to us. Why would you say seven weeks and 62 weeks? Why didn't you just say 69 weeks? Because that's what it is. Well, because if we don't have time to go back and do the study, but if we went back to do the study, we'd find out that God dealt first in a seven week of year period with Israel, then started the last 62 week period with Israel, which makes a total of 79 weeks. And by the way, 79 weeks in scripture is the Bible's way of saying weeks of years. And these are all things you're going to have to take my word for because we don't have time for the studies today. Uh, but it's called a heptad. It look, like we have now, we have a decade. A decade is 10. A heptad is, is, uh, uh, you know, seven. So he says there's seven heptads and then the six, and then he gives a total of 69 heptads or weeks of years, uh, that God's going to deal with the nation of Israel. Now, the reason you need to lock this in your brain here, Sean, if you're looking at this is that once the 62 weeks is behind the seven, then that means that's that's 69 weeks it's it, he's he's keeping them together you tend to think that you forget the seven that's already happened so keep that in mind so there's seven weeks and 62 he said that is 69 year uh, 69 weeks of years or 490 years that god's going to work from this point with the nation of israel and I'll explain that in a moment he says, the street shall be built again there in Jerusalem, the wall, even in troublesome times. That is, God is going to deal from, from, from the going forth of the command to restore and, uh, rebuild Jerusalem. He's going to deal with the nation for 490 more years and then the second coming will take place. And he'll get to that culmination in a moment. And already you're thinking, well, wait a minute. It's been way more than 490 years since the rebuilding, the command went forward to rebuild the walls in, uh, you know, with Nehemiah's day of Jerusalem. That's true. However, he's going to say now in the next part, it was put on hold. That 490 years was put on hold after 69 of the weeks, it's a total of 70 weeks, I think I was saying sixty. Yeah. total of 70 weeks, it was put on hold because the Messiah died, and then we have what's called the Mystery Church Age, and we have one week to go. So, the, the prophetic clock on
0: the 70 weeks yes. stopped at the cross yes not it not at the beginning of him riding in to jerusalem on passover
2: right it stopped at the cross when he Perfect. got cut off and he'll, call, he'll he'll mention that in just a moment Perfect. so let's go on so we're looking at 400 and again it gets confusing it takes a while to really let prophecy sink in so i'm trying to bring this down to an understandable level but i have to say a few things about it or it makes no sense so here's right. what we have here's the bottom line we have 490 years that god promised he's given the promise here to daniel that he's going to work with the nation of israel till the second coming and, um, and in that process, there's going to be a break, and he'll tell us the break will be when Messiah is put to death. Um, and it's broken up in group, a group of seven weeks of years and 62 weeks of years, which makes a total of 70 weeks of years. He says, after verse 26, now after the 62 weeks, so now we're at the really at the, the 69 or weeks of years here. Um, uh, he says, Messiah shall be cut off. So you notice we're lacking a week here. All right, you got the 69 rather than 70. He promised them a 70 total. He says, Messiah shall be cut off. It's the word karat uh, in the Hebrew language, which means publicly executed. This is why the Jews don't pay any attention to Daniel. And they say, don't look at Daniel today because it says the Messiah is going to be publicly executed. Well, there's only one person that fits that category that could even be the Messiah that was publicly executed. And that is Jesus Christ. So that's why they ignore Daniel. But he says, after 62 weeks, the Messiah shall be publicly executed, but not for himself. It'll be for us, in other words. We know that. And for the people of the prince who is to come, that is the Antichrist, he shall destroy the city and the sanctuary, and the end shall be with a flood, that is a lot of battles and wars, till the end of the war, desolations are determined. Then, here's your question. Now we get to your question. When will the beginning of the final seven years be? He tells us right here, we needed all that background. Then shall he, that is the Antichrist, confirm a covenant with many for one week. We know here and in other places, it'll be the nation of Israel. He's going to confirm a covenant with them and their surrounding neighbors for one week of years. There's the missing 70th week. You've got the seven and the 62, which is 69 weeks of years. At the beginning of the prophecy, he promised them 70 weeks of years or 490 years. And so far they've only had, uh, you know, 483. Um, And so... Uh, Now, here's where that missing week is. There's a missing week. In other words, here's where it is. He'll confirm a covenant for one week. There's the missing week. So when the Antichrist shows up, in the middle of the week, he'll bring an end to sacrifice and offering, and on the wing of abomination shall one who makes desolate uh, uh, even till the consummation is determined. So he's going to take away, he's going to let him do the sacrifices. Then he's going to take the sacrifices away, and then Jesus Christ will come back. So a lot of words, a lot of thoughts, a lot of stuff getting there. Here's the bottom line. What it says here in essence is he's going to make a covenant. And when he makes that covenant, that starts the clock of the final week that God owes the nation of Israel prophetically. So when does the seven years start when the antichrist signs that treaty with the nation of Israel? And by the way, once he signs that treaty, we know that it will be because he tells us it's, 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 it's a week of years. And when you count the days up, um, the Bible uses, by the way, for those of you that are getting your calculators out, um, the Bible uses 360-day years when it comes to prophecy. That's all through the Bible, from the very beginning all the way to the and end. And that's
0: based on the Jewish calendar, not the Gregorian calendar.
2: Well, it's yeah. based on the Jewish calendar, yes, and and also could even be because there's a, some believe there was a possible uh, rotation change um, of, of the earth over the years that maybe added the five days that we have now, and actually five days and a third. So there's other scientific possibilities, but Either way, when you're doing your calculations, remember, God works in 360-day years. And with that said, what he's doing is he's saying if you take that date that that treaty signed, it will be 2,520 days until the second coming. So you can literally count down the days. Or 1,260 days until the mid-tribulation exactly to the day. And that is why I firmly believe in a pre-tribulation rapture. It's one of the many reasons. I've got multiple reasons, but one of the many reasons I believe in a pre-tribulation rapture is because if we are here when that treaty is signed, and some people believe we're going to be here during the great tribulation. If we are, we can tell the exact day of the Lord's return. If it's mid-trib, it's going to be exactly 1260 days from the time that treaty signed. And if it's post-trib, it's going to be exactly 2,520 days since that day is signed. So, jesus said no one will know the day or the hour now i know he's talking about the he's talking about the rapture in that rather than the second coming but the bottom line is because is that,
0: we would know the day or the hour if we were here when the treaty if, was signed yes
2: we would know the day and the hour now there are those that try to get around this and say there's this and i had this discussion here just wednesday night with someone very lively discussion with a, a, a good brother a sweet brother uh, and you know nothing contentious good conversation Uh, But they there's a group that believes in what I guess what they would call a floating rapture. I don't know what word to give it. I don't know if that's the official definition or not. But what it means is, is that rather than God using exact time breaks and timetables, it could just kind of float and happen at any time. Now, could God do that? Absolutely. And I told him, I said, God could do that. God could do a floating thing. But here's where I don't think he will. There's not one time throughout biblical history where God has ever used a floating date ever, 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 ever. If you look at all the dates that God has given throughout history, all of them happened on a certain day. Even the feast, we know they were fulfilled on certain days. Right. Everything God is very exacting. Even in the seven years, He breaks it up exactly in twelve sixty and twelve sixty. A total of five thousand, you know, two thousand five hundred twenty. So He's very exacting. So I don't see God breaking His pattern due to the ex, uh, the the hermeneutical principle of expositional yeah. constancy. Yeah. Now. Could God change it for that? Yes, God could. But I don't believe God will based on expositional constancy. And that's why I believe this pretty much locks in a pre-trib rapture.
0: Well, not only that, we can look at prophecies that don't have a date. And we could say that they are floating. Yeah. Because God hasn't, if God gives us a date, bank on it. That's the bottom line. It doesn't
2: float. That's right. It
0: doesn't move. Right. But like when we think of the rapture. Which lines up with the Feast of Trumpets, which, right. in according to the Israeli, the Jewish feast, the, the the people don't know when that when the when the trumpets going to be blown. Right, Isaiah 17.1, the destruction of Damascus. It's a wild card. Right, in terms of when it's going to happen. Right, he doesn't give us a date for those. things, right. right. But for the things that he gives us dates on we can bank on it
2: right but again now the argument they would use is that's why they believe in a in a in a floating tribulation a floating rapture that could happen any time because it doesn't have a date on it
0: yeah and then, and that's fine but you've got to take that's the problem, is that you have to approach it exegetically yeah. and take in all of Scripture and take in all of the things that God has not appointed his children to wrath, yeah. and the list goes on of things. In yeah. Look at it in the totality, yeah. and that's where you get the position of pre-tribulation. Yeah,
2: and there's some of the other things, Greg, yeah. just to mention briefly, and I think it's worth doing, that You know, God breaks things up in groupings of seven all through the Bible. Uh, we see that when God God's going to judge the earth two times, he said, the first time by water and the second time by fire. And the first time, the way he did it was he brought Noah and everyone in the ark seven days prior to the destruction. He brought him in seven days, and then seven days, then the, the, the destruction came. Well, they lifted up off the earth during the destruction, and then they came back down when the destruction was over. What greater picture do you have of the rapture? Seven years prior to God doing all that he's going to do, he lifts us up off the earth, just like he did Noah up in the boat. We float with God. We're there with God, so to speak, seven years. We're at the marriage supper of the Lamb. We come back down, then we're here. Again, the marriage supper of the Lamb you would go or when you got married you would yeah. go and get the bride and it was a it was a surprise thing no one knew the day or the hour they would pick the bride up in a chair. They called it flying the bride to the father's house. Isn't yeah. that interesting? Yeah. And then you'd fly the bride to the father's house, and then you went in for seven days. And if you didn't get in, the doors were locked. Nobody else got in after that. Everyone stayed in there for seven days. At the end of seven days, you came back out and you presented your bride to your community. Well, after seven years in heaven, he's going to come back in the second coming and present his bride to the world. That'll be us. I mean, the picture is all through the Bible over and over and over and again that's the the rapture book that you know i I, I wrote out it's all in there you know if if anybody wants a copy of those i've got all this recorded in that book but the point is um you know I, i i it's not the kind of thing you know like i told my the brother i was sharing with again this really sweet guy uh i said you know the cool thing is none of this matters really other than just fun and and getting excited about the Lord coming back, I said, this is not a salvation issue. And so it doesn't matter when the rapture is, we're going to be in heaven with the Lord forever. But I think it is very encouraging to uh, see the pictures that God has given us in scripture and to rejoice in those, and to rest on those, because it gives us hope, and it gives us something to look forward to, and we, you know, it, it gives us a way you know to realize you know, God's going to come rescue us, literally sweep us off yeah. our feet, you know, and take us up into heaven. And so I've I cherished that. You know, when Paul talked about it in First Thessalonians chapter four, he said, "Comfort one another with these words." Yeah, and quite honestly. If we're going to be here when the Great Tribulation starts, Greg... There's no comfort. I have zero comfort. <laughs> exactly. there, listen, there's not a scripture you can give me to comfort me. There's exactly. not one. There isn't. There's no scripture to give me comfort through that. It's just, you know what? Got to be faithful. That's, I guess, to some degree. But I, the only way I get comfort is, though, and I don't have to go through that. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Yeah. So... Oh, well, um, look, I avoided brimstone today. This is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I didn't... I mean, my water isn't filled with blood. I mean... Yeah. Anyway.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, you know, again, like I said, this is, a, for those of you out there that maybe, um, yeah. you know, don't agree or whatever, this is not a salvation issue, we know that. But I do think it does take away from the excitement and the joy of knowing we're going to be snagged out of here before this all happens.
0: Well, and it affects how you're going to live your life right now, Pastor Mark. And if, Absolutely. And if, and, if, and if you're listening and you think that you're going to be here during the Great Tribulation, not only are you scared, you're probably prepping, you're yeah. probably hoarding, yeah. you're probably, you know, you, I, you will not be able to the the people that are here are going to experience the wrath of God.
2: Yeah, that's right. That's right. Now
0: and that doesn't mean that there's people that won't be saved during those seven years. Right. And how God deals with them or whatever. But the Bible indicates to us that most of those people are going to lose their lives. Yeah. Not necessarily from the result of God's wrath, because yeah. God has not appointed his kids to wrath, right. but because of the Antichrist.
2: Yeah, you're right. You're right. And and Greg, also, another thing to put on top of that, if you say to put a cherry on top, uh, the Lord said, you know, that anybody that speaks of delaying, if we, if we say the Lord's delaying is coming, that we're being an unfaithful servant. Well, if we're expecting him not to come until after we go through the Great Tribulation, we're basically saying he's delaying his coming. He's not coming back. His point was, I can come at any moment. You better be ready. And so I'm watching for the Lord right now. Now, you could make an argument. You could make a strong theological argument that at the Feast of Trumpets sometime around there is when the Lord is going to come back in the rapture of the church. There is a strong theological argument to be made there. But I will not lock myself into that argument for the simple reason that some of you are saying, yes, but no one knows the day of the hour. You have to remember, on this particular feast, which is the Feast of Trumpets, which represents the rapture, um they don't know the day and the hour it's it can happen any one of two days it's the only feast out of all of them that they don't they can't nail the day the day down on which is interesting as a matter of fact it was known in Jesus' day the rabbis referred to the feast of trumpets as uh the feast where no one knew the day or the hour they literally called it that so when jesus said no one will know the day or the hour the first thing that popped in their mind is the feast of trumpets they would have immediately thought the feast of trumpets because that's how the rabbis referred to the feast of trumpets. So, so could it be, you, you could still say that it's going to be on the feast of trumpets and still be biblically accurate that no one would know the day and the hour because it could be any one of two days. You wouldn't know the day or the hour and it would be biblically accurate. So might it be literally on the feast of trumpets? Yes, it might. And you'd still fit the biblical definition. Yeah. But I don't lock myself into that. Because if I lock myself into that, I, in essence, I would be saying the Lord's delaying is coming till this September. I think the Lord could come today. And I don't want to be the wicked servant saying the Lord is delaying is coming. So I would say be watching, be ready at any moment. Yeah.
0: And also to uh, uh, Sean, I don't know if Pastor Mark mentioned this in the beginning, but when that treaty is signed, then that's going to allow sacrifices immediately on the Temple Mount and immediately they will start rebuilding the temple and more than likely probably building the wall yeah. that will separate the the northern and the southern yeah. s- uh, sides of the temple mount yeah so all of those things are going to happen very, very fast.
2: Yeah. And it's interesting too because they'll tell you today, you know, when he when he when he signs that agreement, they are gonna start the uh the, the sacrifices, sacrifices right away. Before yeah. before the temple's yes. built. And they say they can build the temple in about six months, and when you look at the days it gives in scripture of how long they'll be doing, I think it's two hundred and twenty days that they're gonna be doing the sacrifices, that's just a little bit more than six months. That's maybe like seven seven to eight months in there. So maybe it takes them a little bit longer to build yeah. the temple than they think. Um, but it, it, there's actually built in that they'll do the sacrifices for that long. Yeah. And so I, I you know, I believe you're going to see it start right away. Sacrifices will be going. They, and the Jews say today, we do not need our temple to start the sacrifices. We can start them once we yep. have an altar up there. And they've tried to do that for years yes, in a row. They've tried to go up and do the, the Passover sacrifice and yeah. all these things. And so they're doing it over in the Jewish quarter. Yeah. But, yeah, they'll start right away. Yeah. And that'll do the countdown. And there, there there, we go, man. We rock and roll.
0: They're waiting for a special guy to show up. That's right. Uh and he will show up soon. So anyway, Sean, thank you for your question. Yes. If you've got a question like Sean, visit thewaymedia.net. Click on Signs of the Times. And also at thewaymedia.net, and you'll see a, a thing called Store. If you click on that, you can get Pastor Mark's books, which are Issues and Verses I Can't Ignore and The Rapture the wedding day of the lord so we encourage you to get either of those and that will give you more insight to some of the things and, that we're talking and about and by the way on the issues yes. and
2: verses i can't ignore i want to listeners to you know that deals with issues about eternal security and can someone walk away and all those kind of issues so if you have questions about could anyone ever walk away from christ how does that come in line with eternal you know security and all that we cover all that in scripture in a lot of that book so it's a great book to kind of beef you up on those issues yeah good point good point
0: okay let's uh head to
2: israel yes <laughs> which I may be doing, but anyway. Well, oh, really? Yes, we may be going here in the fall. We'll see. I shouldn't oh. have said that. I just did it, but anyway. Oh I, I know. Here we go. We've already got the cat it's under It's under the works. He let the Hebrew cat out of the I bag. I did. I did. That's right. Okay,
0: Israel Today is reporting that Israeli news, meaning the news outlets there in, in, uh, Israel are wondering, is Jesus about to return?
2: Yes. What an article again. This is now again, it's not what you think. And let me read some of it. And you'll see what <laughs> I mean. These are the unsaved Jews now at the tail yes. of, of tail end of crippling global pandemic amidst a European conflict. Many fear could develop into World War three. Israel media outlets took note of Christian prophecies that suggest we are in the last days before the coming of Messiah. Um, again, Greg Laurie's been in the news lately because he's been preaching this and they've really put him out there as kind of this radical or whatever. But the return of Jesus, <laughs> if he's a radical, then what am I? I'm a like super am I radical. Exactly? The return of Jesus, self-fulfilling biblical prophecy, read the skeptical Facebook headline by the article Walla News. Again, this is a, an Israeli news source. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they have to point out that what the Bible says is happening. But they're making a point of going, yeah, but that doesn't mean like, you know, it's, yeah. it's really the mocking in the last days that says many will say, where, where is this coming? You've been saying this forever. Sounds like they're fulfilling prophecy, but they are on the side itself. He read this and I quote, is a biblical prophecy the, uh, about the end of the world coming true? Corona and the war, uh, war in Europe are the first signs, end quote. The headline was citing the Hebrew language article focusing on recent remarks by Pastor Greg Laurie of Harvest Christian Fellowship in California, a well known evangelical leader. Lumping Lori together with those it calls radical Christians. It's funny. (laughs) He doesn't fit a radical Christian at all. Walla quotes the pastor as referencing the prophet Ezekiel and the book of Matthew and attaching prophetic significance to our current major events. How dare he connect the Bible to what's going on in the world? Who does he think he is? He's. He, does he think he is a he pastor? He sounds like he believes the Bible. Oh my goodness, this guy's a radical. You are so radical. You believe what Jesus said. I mean, what is wrong with you? It's amazing the the viewpoint of the unbeliever. You know, to me, obviously we believe what Jesus said. Obviously we believe the the prophets. And and you as a Jewish person. Uh, you should believe in Ezekiel, because that's your own people and your own prophets from your own nation.
0: Well, they do up to 37. You're right. Yeah. yeah. up to the dry whatever bones coming them. back to life. And yeah, whatever works for
2: them. But here's yeah. the bottom line. Yeah. Greg laurie has been very vocal about this, such as we have. He has a lot bigger, um, you know, audience, obviously. But uh, it's interesting. Their, their viewpoint on this, they're basically saying, yeah, these things are happening, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yada, yada, yada. It's radical Christianity. Again, Jesus said in the last days, people are going to be saying, Oh, where is this coming? You guys have been saying this forever and blah, blah, blah. So, this is really kind of, in a sense, them fulfilling prophecy. So, praise the Lord for their article as they fulfill prophecy yeah. uh, from an unbelieving standpoint. Yeah. It's very good. Yes, it is good.
0: Okay. Israel Today is also reporting that uh, the war with Russia in the Bible with a Jerusalem rabbi that the, the yeah. title's a little confusing to me uh, it is is, well, is he, is, it's he basic, like a, is he basically the Jewish rabbi is basically saying listen the war of Ru- the war with russia is depicted in the bible yes
2: he's talking about it and they're presenting it like you would like a billboard for a movie now, oh, showing, now showing like now now showing a big movie the war with russia in yeah. the bible with Jerusalem rabbi you know what i mean that's what's the gotcha. so that they're saying that's what's on the docket rabbi eisen is an expert in expounding the Hebrew Scriptures and helping us understand how we can respond to what is happening in the world today and how the Bible tells us why all this is happening. And I quote, What is the role that we will play in these events orchestrated with God? How can I align myself with God's will by means of bringing God's plan to fruition, the rabbi asks. We cannot sit this one out and be irrelevant, he explains. This war has everything to do with God's sovereignty, Rabbi Eisen says. Hmm. The current unprecedented unity in Europe... And the West in their support for Ukraine and the condemnation of the Russian invasion has a lot to do with idolatry and their own standards as opposed to God. Now, here's what I can't figure out. Hmm. Is this guy a secret Christian who recognizes what's going on and is kind of just kind of trying to share it from a rabbi perspective? Because those guys are out there, Greg. There are guys, a matter of fact, there was a family here recently in a Hasidic community. They discovered they were secret Christians, and they kicked them out on their head. They were furious. It's a family. They have lived among them, and they were trying to kind of share the gospel from within that community. And, boy, when they found out, they kicked them out. But there are these guys that are rabbis. Some of them are getting saved. Is this a saved rabbi? I don't know. Or is he just saying, you know what? He's looking at it differently. This is the world and their idolatry, trying to do everything without God. And we know in the end, God's going to rule everything. I don't know which it is, but it's interesting.
0: So, are you talking about a local synagogue where there was a family in Israel. Were, oh, in Israel? In Israel. in Israel. And they were secretly Christian in the synagogue. Yes. Not a messianic no, church. No, no, okay. no.
2: They live among the Hasidic, wow. the Hasidic Jews, the Orthodox. They were living with them, their family. They were involved in the community, very well known, very well respected. This, whatever. And, and all of a sudden, they found out, hey, man, this guy's a secret this rabbi is a secret christian and uh it's kind of out he's been over there for years trying to work behind the scenes and he got caught and so he doesn't care now he's not ashamed of his faith he just wanted to be able to reach them yeah so now they've had to move and whatever and i'm sure in israel he's getting a hard time but praise the lord for that for our brother over there with the the ringlets and the uh and the and the headgear and the black robe praise the lord for him we love him he's our brother amazing yeah it is it is we got
0: enough time to get this article in this half uh, let's see you know you know
2: what let's do let's wait on that let's wait let's on that. wait on that and you know what i'll do what i normally we'll do at the end let's talk about what's coming up for our easter celebration let oh, me tell actually, you right now.
0: actually let's save that to the end okay well, oh. let, let me you know, i'll tell you why
2: we're going to talk so much it'll just go away
0: i know no, no. <laughs> because i forgot to Stop. mention something at the do beginning it, do it now all right here we go okay i had made an announcement last week That we were going to change the the timing of the release of Signs of the Times and how we were going to present the program and all those things. Well, due to circumstances beyond our control, uh, for the foreseeable future, that has been put on hold. Yes. Uh, So that's okay. You know, this is a good opportunity for everyone to learn something that we always say within Calvary, and that is blessed are the flexible, for you shall not be easily broken. There you go. So... You know, and especially for the world we live in today and the things that change, and can we get into this place, and do they have this food, or do they have this whatever, or it's out of stock, or bad. Blessed are the flexible. Yep, that's right. Got to learn to be flexible. So, and it's in not this hard
2: life. because we didn't start it and we stop it. We didn't start it. Exactly. It was, that would just, have been hard. Just keep going on as normal. Yes. Same, same so Dove channel, same Dove time. Yes. It'll be Fridays it'll be at 1.30, live, and then. Batman and Robin? Yes. I'm, I'm Batman. Yes. And, uh, of course. And, uh, <laughs> Of, of course you are. I'm being silly. Yes, I know. Some little kid made a church out of yeah. Legos the other day, and yeah. he put Batman behind the pulpit and said that he, was Pastor Mark. Did he really? So, yeah, so I'm officially Batman now by one that of the kids. That is cool. Yeah, so I'm That's Batman. way
0: cool. But who doesn't want to be Batman? I don't, really. but
2: again, I better be careful. I hadn't okay. seen the Batman movies. He made oh. me bad now. See, every, every, time, I say,
0: every time I say bad batman i always think of the tv batman yes that's right i never think of the movies because to Milk me the
2: movies are so dark yeah yeah compared
0: I, to the tv show which i grew up on yeah, and i loved yeah anyway. current batman may not be
2: good yeah so we'll be dove man we'll be dove man uh, yes and, 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 and i'm not and sure the, i'm not sure um, we'll just we'll have to work on that one but either way there yes. it is and so we are we are, we are so if you're
0: dove man i've got to come up with something yeah i don't know
2: yeah so i'll anyway. come up
0: Maybe I'm sure a listener will come up with some sort of name for me. Holy signs of the
2: times, Ben. Yes. <laughs> Uh. Hey, we've stalled pretty good here. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we, we, we're trying to make every second count for our listeners.
0: I need to have a soundtrack in here for a little tap dance. Yeah, we need something. To, yeah, well, this article is too big to jump it into. Is, and, that was, and, and when you want to know what, it's too important. It
2: is. It is. And we needed to cover that anyway, and so that's great. And um, again, yeah. uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm look, I like the way it is right now. If we change the format, we'll let you know, and that'll be maybe down the road. But here's we, where we are. We
0: might make little tweaks here and there within the program. Yeah. Uh, but the timing of everything will still be here live Fridays at one thirty, Yeah. And then uh, live to tape on your podcast and however you get it. Anyway, when we come back, Pastor Mark will talk about our Easter service because it's very important that we mention that to those people that live in the Knoxville area. And for everyone else, we are going to be talking about a huge article coming out regarding uh, what Russia is saying that is pointing to Ezekiel 38 and 39 when Signs of the Times continues right after this.
1: W-I-A-M-L-P. 101.1 FM, Knoxville. It's Crazy Money Day. Hey, I'm Chuck Bentley with My Money Life from Crown. Trillions of dollars were made during the pandemic. The U.S. now has over 2,700 billionaires, 500 more than before COVID. Many earn their wealth in the stock market and cryptocurrency. Boat International reports that more than a thousand super yachts are in construction or on order. They're longer than eighty feet and cost from two to five hundred million dollars depending on design. The largest delivered last year was four hundred and sixty-four feet long. It has a retractable helicopter hangar, sports and diving centers, fourteen boats for use from the yacht, and a submarine. Inventory is sold out for twenty twenty two and most of next year. So if you're interested, it may be a few years before you can get yours. I grew up around boats and have many fond memories, including one uncle who accidentally drove his boat onto the beach. The Apostle Paul was shipwrecked three times. A night and a day, he was adrift at sea, in danger from rivers, robbers, from his own people. In danger from Gentiles, in the city, in the wilderness, in danger at sea and from false brothers, in toil and hardship through many a sleepless night, in hunger and thirst, often without food, in cold and exposure. He fought the good fight. He finished the race and kept the faith. He knew a crown of righteousness was laid up for him. The Lord will award one to all who have loved his appearing. So don't let yachts or crazy money distract you from the hope we have in Christ. Keep your eyes on the true prize. And if you've been blessed with My Money Life, I invite you to discover the Crown Stewardship Podcasts. They focus on helping you find freedom in your finances and career. You can subscribe on Spotify and iTunes or listen at crown.org. A Moment of Grace with Ed Taylor. We want to be like your favorite restaurant, if you will.
0: Just like a good restaurant, you go back there. Why? Because you like the food. And when you're studying the Bible, God gives you an appetite for the Bible. Do you have a problem in your marriage? The Bible has an answer. Do you have an issue with your children? The Bible has an answer. Do you have unsafe friends and family? The Bible has an answer. And so we're a church where God's word is elevated, exalted, taught, and preached. We should respect the fact that there are going to be disagreements and choose not to argue over them. And we just want to teach the Word simply, the whole counsel of God that might develop a whole believer and stay away from all sorts of winds of doctrine that flow through the church. You can learn more at edtaylor.org. Grow deeper in your love relationship with Jesus by visiting edtaylor.org. This has been A Moment of Grace with Ed Taylor.
1: Signs of the Times now continues. Here again is your host.
0: Welcome back everyone to our weekly look at Bible prophecy that we find in the world's news. These are the Signs of the Times for Friday, March 25th, 2022. This is episode 208. I'm Greg Hilt, Pastor Mark Kirk on the other side of the glass, uh, here to talk about articles of interest um, that we have found throughout the week. And so let's get to it. We talk about Ezekiel 38 and 39 a lot on this program because there's a lot of things that happen in the news regarding Iran and Russia and Israel, and that's what we talk about. Yeah. But this is the first article that I can remember. Where we've got something that's coming right out of the mouth of Russia mm-hmm. that almost sounds like a excuse or justification. They don't see it as what the Bible says. Yeah, but yet they're being led because God says, "I'm going to put hooks in your jaw." Yeah, and pull you. Yeah, and so here's an article that kind of maybe gives us a glimpse yeah. that it's begun a little bit more in earnest than just. Yeah you know, window decorations.
2: Something that could pull them in. Yes. As soon as you said it came out of their mouth, it might be something going in called a hook. Yes. <laughs> but it says Russian ambassador to Syria Alexander Efimov warned Thursday that Israeli strikes in Syria are provoking. Notice that word. They're provoking Russia to react. And we may have to do something. Well, you're going to. We know that. In one of the strongest Russian condemnations of Israeli operations in Syria, Efimov, Additionally complained that Israel strikes aim to and I quote escalate tensions and allow the West to carry out military activities in Syria. Now Greg, yeah, they're upset with Israel in general for some things, but also this could be a good a good excuse to get back at Israel because Israel's linking with the West and Israel is supporting Ukraine. So there's probably some emotion, you know, hey, you're not being faithful to us. Right, right. He says, we condemned the invasion, sent a field hospital to Ukraine, Israel said, but we must uh, but we must prevent the possibility that one Israeli pilot will be shot down in Syria and taken prisoner, said Lapid. Uh, think of what this could do to the Israeli society. What will this do to our national security in February? Also, notice this, and this is key here. In February, Russia stated during a meeting of the U.N. Security Council that it does not recognize Israel's sovereignty over the Golan Heights. Very, very convenient. Now, there's a couple things going on. They're getting upset with Israel, probably legitimately, because they're siding with Ukraine. At the same time, they're getting mad because Israel's dropping bombs in Syria and they've got their people in Syria. At the same time, there's overarchingly the spiritual pull pushed them down against Israel but lastly there's oil in those in them their hills and then them heights yes. yes i mean it's like you know it's like you know there's and they know it and they want those heights they want them so to, yeah. for this gives them they're laying the groundwork greg to be able to move in and and take that area you know you, you look at all the excuses they could use i wouldn't be surprised to see soon Hey, also, West Bank, you know, that terminology, West Bank, you know, they, we can go and take that. By the way, interesting, the West Bank, a lot of people try to talk about the, the legitimacy of the West Bank. For those who believe that the land does not belong to Israel, you don't want to use the terminology West Bank, because the West Bank was referring to Jordan's land. It was Jordan's Western Bank. And so when you're saying that that land should That's be... True. That's true. Yeah, it, it had nothing to do with Israel. It was Jordan. And so... Um, the West it,
0: Bank is in Eastern Israel, yeah. not in...
2: Yeah, Western Israel. Yeah, and, and they, but they were saying that it was Jordan when Jordan moved over when they broke the land up and they moved yeah. Jordan to the other side of the Jordan. Yeah, uh, then they called that the West Bank of Jordan, which really you know it's it's that whole region or whatever. So it has nothing to do with Palestinian and all that. It's more of a Jordanian issue, and the yeah. Jordanians don't have an issue with it. But either way, all these things I think are going to come into play to give them excuse to go in and attack. And uh, and remember, Greg, this is a big battle between two different mindsets worldwide: the global government mindset and the dictatorial, or we don't want to be a part of your global government mindset. That's why you don't see North Korea getting involved in the global thing. You don't see China. You don't see Russia. They want to stay on their own as dictators, whereas this other side says we want to make a one-world government, and we know which one will win, the one-world government, because it will be the revived Roman Empire with the Antichrist leading it, and Russia soon being destroyed.
0: And the after effects. Their of their armies, anyway. Sure. And the after effects of Ezekiel is really going to uh, bring the walls down, so to speak, Uh, You know, from other nations in participating in a global government, right? Because it's like they're gonna, they're gonna. You talk about kumbaya. We all need to stick together. Yeah. uh, You know, because of what Ezekiel's gonna do. So, yeah.
2: Yep. That's right.
0: It it will be what it will be. Yes. All right. Let's uh, come back to America and talk about some lawlessness. And which is more Bible prophecy. The Bible says that lawlessness will abound in the latter days. That's right. As mysterious as it is. uh, This is from Fox News, New York City Police. See 29 weekend shooting victims up 383% from 2021. While weekly numbers... Uh, nearly double.
2: Yeah. Again, in Matthew 24, as you said, Greg, it'll be like the days of Noah when the violence is filling the land. And also in Second Timothy chapter three, it talks about men will be brutal in the last days. Again, it says at least 29 people were shot from Friday through Sunday in New York City, a 383% increase year over year. While the latest police department statistics show the number of shooting victims reported last week nearly doubled compared to the same time in 2021. We expect to see this. It is heartbreaking. It is disheartening, but this is not surprising from a biblical point of view. This is exactly what we would expect to see, and it is exactly what we're seeing. You're going to see more of this, so be ready. You're going to see violence increasing, and you know what? You're going to see violence increase even in our own in Knoxville and other areas. You're going to see things go up because it's going to be a worldwide thing. That's going to be worse in certain areas because they already have the infrastructure of this corruption that's already causing all this, but you're going to see it spread to the whole world, this violence, and nothing to be afraid of. Yeah. We trust God, but we need to be prepared mentally and ready. Well, another
0: thing that's happened too, Pastor Mark is that the enemy has used unfortunate incidents with police. Yeah. Whether it's outright police brutality or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um, you know, which we obviously do not condone, but what it's done, it's thrown the baby out with the bathwater, so right. to speak, in terms of yeah. in terms of diminishing the role or significance or importance of law enforcement in society. And so what that's allowed to have happen is that police are not as maybe emboldened to do their own job. Right. And when Pete, when and so you could say that the police are like light. And in the absence of light, there is darkness Yeah, and dark things happen. And so that's really what we're seeing here, because police are are less apt to use force yeah. or do whatever they need to do yeah. in order to enforce the laws that are there.
2: Well, it's interesting. Romans 13, God says the police are God's ministers. Yes. So we're thankful for our police. Yeah. Uh, we stand with our police we honor our police now and I, 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 for those out there that may be emotional by that statement there are bad people in every profession there are bad people that are in churches there are bad people yes. that are in police force work there are bad people everywhere but the majority of them that is not the case and god says they are ministers of god he calls the, the those the authorities they're ministers of god so police fall under that category they are ministers of god and in the last days, it's another sign of the last days, this opposition to police, Greg, because the Bible says in the last days that men will be rebelling against authority. Well, lawlessness will abound. They're going to rebel against authority. Police represent what? The authority yeah. of the law. So they're going to be the ones that take the brunt of it. But the, this should not be toward the police. It's the rebellious heart of mankind.
0: In the days of judges, when everyone did what was right in their own eyes. That's right. That's and right. And they justified their own actions. That's exactly right. Not unlike Vladimir Putin. Yep. So yeah anyway. All right. Let's uh, get into some uh, one world government news, uh, because as we've talked about on this show, you know the, the one world government is also, you know, coming to fruition through different events, uh, and um, every country is participating at some level, and we see from the blaze that our our government is participating in this level. Uh, the title of this article says, Biden declares there's going to be a new world order in address to business executives. However, Pastor Mark, answer me this. Riddle me this, Batman. Yes, yes. <laughs> is is this the same uh, new world order that he's talking about that the Bible is talking
2: about I do believe and of course this is speaking about the executive the financially and this is probably gonna have to do with digital currencies and the economy things it's gonna be a one-world order Greg in many areas in many areas, governmentally financially uh, uh, religiously Religiously, everything so so yes this does this is leading it's very interesting to me I've been wanting I was hoping before today's show we would get some details of what's going on behind the scenes they haven't released them yet but they're talking about the new global order and we're getting some some big hints from the president saying you're about to see some big changes, world. Get ready. Well, what are they talking about? I want to know what's going on. Are they about to roll out the digital currency? Are they about to? I mean, who knows what they're about to do? But this is very, very interesting. And they're giving lots of warnings about the Internet being shut down. I don't know if you've been noticing that. Mm. They're saying, get ready. Russia's going to shut down everybody's Internet. Russia's going to shut down everybody's Internet. Well, are they? Or is the world order going to shut down things to rearrange it so they can get rid of guys like us and others again? I, you know, I don't know where it's going. But they're, they're giving hints. He keeps saying, new global order. Get ready for the internet to go away. Uh, get ready for digital things to change financially. Well, how does he know that? Is it truly just a, a intelligence or are they planning something? We, we don't know yet, but the reality is we know where it's going uh, they'll eventually get control of the internet. They'll eventually get control of the government. They'll eventually get control of the religious world system. They'll get control of all the digital currency. All that's coming. They have to. There has to be that control. So, but let me read some of this. While speaking with corporate leaders from some of America's largest companies, President Joe Biden confirmed his faith in the new world order. We are at an inflection point, I believe, in the world economy. Not just the world economy, uh, the world. Now, he, again, he speaks to executives, which again would lead toward. Uh, the the whole digital, but economy goes with that. So we're, I guess we're right on target there. He says it occurs every three or four generations. The president said, a general told me that 60 million people died between 1900 and 1946. Well, we had that many people just with abortion, Um, and when abortion was legal in the 70s, and now. So either way, and since then we've established a liberal world order, and it hasn't happened in a long while. And now is a time when things are shifting, Biden continued. We're going to, uh, there's going to be a new world order out there and we've got to lead and we've got to unite the rest of the free world in doing it. So I don't know what they've got planned, but there's something specific, Greg. He keeps on saying this. I'm going to NATO and there's going to be a new world order. I'm expecting when they're done with NATO for some announcement of changes worldwide that'll be being made. I don't know what they are, but it's going to be a step closer to the revived Roman Empire. And um and again I, I you know like I said, I don't know what's going to happen as far as you know we talk about internet things and all that. who knows, but I do know this at some point, these kind of shows, Greg, we're gonna be out of a job on this kind of show. they can't allow this kind of stuff forever. Satan won't allow it. He can't control the world and get the whole world with his mindset with us refuting yeah. it. So there's going to be some changes, I think in large ways.
0: I you know I I, I think I would you could be right. But I think I'm going to disagree with you. You think it's going to stay open? Only because the Bible says that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church.
2: That doesn't mean they'll prevail. Just because we're not on the air, the church will still be doing fine. We just won't be able to get the worldwide message out the way we do it now is my point. Yeah. I don't know. Well. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll we'll see. my, My personal feeling is you've got to shut people like us up. I think we have to be silenced at some point. Somebody's got to do something, because you've got to get everybody hearing only what you want them to hear. Like, for example, look at nations where dictators are running it right now. China doesn't allow anything to go out but what they allow to go out. That's true. Russia doesn't allow anything That's to go true. out. But what they, North Korea, don't let anything. That's true. I don't see how that yeah. may not happen until after the
0: rapture. It may not happen until after the rapture, or some of these things won't happen maybe until the Antichrist shows up on exactly the because and makes God's it happen. gonna
2: well because again God is gonna get the gospels gonna yeah. spread so I mean i it, it may be this there may be nothing that happens at all in this area I'm just but saying We don't know but I, but here's but i'm I'm expecting some announcements of yeah. some type of changes, yeah when he gets back from NATO,
0: you know big cruise ships turn slowly yes uh so we yeah who knows what the announcements will be but even on the news at the top of the hour was talking about uh lots of concern of russian hackers yeah you know continually you know being a threat because i guess we indicted i don't know or issued some sort of legal edict against russians who were involved in those types of activities of past events right
2: well see here's why i find this interesting So i said he went to NATO, he said, New World Order, and now all of a sudden you're hearing all these articles, which I missed and the half because I took a break and went and got some water, but... <laughs> yes. What what were, what were the articles about? They're going to hack us. Yeah. The internet's going to be, what, affected. I'm saying, why all of a sudden is this, all these big announcements or or, out?
0: or systems will be affected. Yes, it, it, yes. it I
2: guess, and, and maybe I'm thinking about it too much. I hope you're right, but here's my concern. Yeah. It sure seems like they're talking a lot about... The fact that we may have our internet services interrupted all of a sudden, at the same time I'm hearing this yeah. new global order stuff coming out of NATO. Yeah. So it's interesting to me. I, I, just,
0: I don't know. There's just, yeah, I know. We, we could go down rabbit trails for days on this, but we'll see. Yeah. 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 We'll see. There's the internet is a very complex web. Yeah. But the bottom so line speak. is
2: be watching for announcements. We'll see what kind of stuff they're talking about. I'm anxious to hear what NATO's talking yeah. about behind closed doors.
0: Okay. Well, hopefully we'll have an update next Friday and let's the program gets yanked off the (laughs) internet. So. (laughs) Oh, my. Okay. uh, This is from FreeBeacon.com. Watchdog group wants Biden to disclose origins of a million-dollar grant program to "quote unquote demonize Israel isn't that how nice how nice of them
2: isn't that interesting you know the bible says in zechariah 12 that everyone will turn against israel the whole the whole world a watchdog group is calling on the biden administration to turn over all internal uh, internal records related to a nearly 1 million dollar grant that is being offered for nonprofit groups to investigate alleged human rights abuses in Israel, the West Bank, which is Jordan's West Bank, they're saying, and Gaza Strip. Look at this, a million dollars to go and try to find something Israel has done wrong. Tell me this is not the spirit of the enemy. The State Department is being asked to disclose who approved the grant and the names of any groups applying for it. According to a Freedom of Information Act request issued by the American First Legal Foundation, a watchdog group that investigates government malfeasance, the FOIA, uh, a copy of which was obtained by the Free Beacon, directs the State Department to disclose who approved the grant and the names of any groups applying for it. So we should know who it is that's trying to do this, and probably a lot of them are guessable, uh, but the reality is probably be a lot of universities that will be applying for these grants and trying to find things Israel did wrong. But isn't it interesting that our nation would take a million dollars and set it aside for anybody that wants to investigate something Israel has done wrong? Tell me that's not the spirit of Antichrist. Tell me that's not the enemy fighting against God's people, Israel. And uh, it's again, we're right on target with what God said would be happening in the last days. Nothing surprises us, but oh my goodness, here we go.
0: Yeah, here we go. All right, here we go with some more pestilence, plagues, disasters, and corruption. Our smorgasbord of yuck continues. Now, we've got three articles here. I'm going to give all of these to Pastor Mark, because they all have to do with something that Matthew 24 talks about one of the many things in Matthew 24 that we end up talking about every week because we're in the latter days. That's right. Uh, from Fox Business, the war in Ukraine threatens to blow U.S. food costs sky high. From Yahoo.com, Biden says to expect real food shortages due to the Ukrainian war and the blaze, the Russia-Ukraine food shortages. Yes. So, yeah,
2: let me start. Take them all. I am. I'm going to read just the beginning of each article and talk about this. First of all, it began with a rapid rising gap. Prices now with Russian oil banned in the United States and energy scarcity heightened globally, experts say shoppers can expect their grocery bills to rise in the coming months. Man, they've already risen amazingly, especially if Ukraine misses its wheat planting season. So keep that in mind. They're missing their wheat. We'll get back to that. Second article: Bloomberg. President Joe Biden said the world will experience food shortages. As a result of Russia's invasion of Ukraine and production increases were subject to discussions at a group of seven meeting on Thursday. And then lastly, record price hikes could soon see another huge spike, this time on wheat-based grocery items in particular, as Russia's invasion of Ukraine coincides with the crop season for one of the world's most essential food sources. What did Jesus say in the last days, Matthew 24? There will be an increase in famines. And he said the famines would be worldwide. Here's why this is key ukraine is called the basket of the world the 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 breadbasket of the world it it has one of the main wheat producing areas on the planet and if you disrupt that you disrupt the entire planet also we get a lot of we get wheat and a lot of fertilizer out of russia which makes the wheat grow and everything else and now russia's saying we're going to hold this back if you guys don't do what we want ukraine again jesus said there'd be famines this may be the beginning greg of some worldwide famines over the next few months, we're going to see this stuff kick in. You can't disrupt the world's supply of wheat this way and not see it affect especially the poorer nations. Um, it is interesting. I think very foolishly, uh, our U.S. military instructed, and we have this on video now from uh, satellite, we instructed the Ukrainian army to flood their wheat fields to stop the Russian armies from advancing. Now, it was an immediate help. It was an immediate help because you stopped the armies from coming in because oh the dams were released and the yes. wa- and flooded, but now they have ruined their crops, and now they can't farm the land, and this whole season... Do
0: you see how Bible prophecy comes together?
2: Greg, this whole season has been lost. It's been lost. Now, it's a delay. Suddenly, the wheat stops. Now, right now, because the world's not going to be getting wheat, how long does it take to start really showing up where suddenly we don't have it? This is going to be, I believe, the beginning of some of the famines that the Lord talked about in Matthew 24, and we talked last week about how all the other things are already happening. Yeah. Um, The only one left to go, and I'm going to tell our listeners, I'm not a prophet, but this is going to happen. Pastor Mark said this on the show. No, Jesus said it thousands of years ago. I'm reading a scripture. There's going to be guys that are going to show up on the scene now and say they're Jesus. And there's going to be large groups of people that believe them. I don't know how many. How many will do it? How many will be believable? But you're going to see somebody charismatic, one, two, three, I don't know, over the next, I predict, next year or two. And they're going to come on the scene, I think, within a year. We're going to see our first one because the famine, I, I, you know, I was watching for what's going to be worldwide famine news. Just announced that three weeks ago, and bam, here it's happening. I think it could be a matter of weeks. Who knows? It could just happen. We may go and watch the news tonight. Some man rising up with amazing ability, they believe, might be the Messiah. Who knows? But he said you're going to see this kind of thing happen. So get ready for it. It's coming. Every single sign is now happening on a worldwide scale except for that one and It is arguably happening in that those in the New Age movement and those in um, Hinduism and all that, they say they're a Christ right now. I get that. That may be what he's talking about, but I suspect it's going to be an individual or two that is going to capture the world's attention, at least in a region, and people are going to believe this guy. They're going to flock toward him. So be watching for that because it's next on the horizon. Yeah.
0: Everything in Matthew 24 coming to pass.
2: You're exactly right.
0: Okay, our last article of the day is regarding the church. This is from Christian Post. Christians who attend church, according to Barna Research, have more flourishing relationships than non churchgoers. Yeah. You know, speaking of relationships, somebody reached out to me on the secret text line. Yes. You're Batman. I'm now Alfred. Uh oh. Alfred! You're, Al- you're a perfect Alfred.
2: <sighs> no, you are. You're the gathering of the controls? I'm,
0: well, I'm the butler, but
2: but yeah, but he the was guy the guy upstairs. Yeah, but, oh, no, but sometimes he was downstairs he was, in the cave, he? Wasn't was a guy. Well, listen, when they were out in the field, he jumped on the computer and do this, Alfred. He was sending <laughs> these, and in the new ones, I think Alfred does all kinds of cool. Listen, <laughs> uh, you're kind of a techie guy. That's oh, not that's, so bad.
0: That's funny. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, yeah, but there you I mean, go. you wouldn't really want hey, to be look, Robin. No, 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 you know what no, I mean? Because but here's the a problem. little green thing Here, on your eyes. And only one of us can wear tights.
2: But that was Robin. No, they both wore tights. Thank you.
0: <laughs> okay go ahead with your article now well, on the let church. me just
2: let me just say this neither of us will be wearing tights or else we won't we won't have flourishing relationships within the church as we're about to read in this last article according to the study which was released earlier this month 61 percent of practicing christians said they're flourishing in romantic relationships and friendships compared to only 28 percent of all u.s adults who responded the same Alice Youngblood, Vice President of Editorial at Barna, said in a statement to the Christian Post that the study suggests there was a direct positive correlation between the number of practicing Christians that are flourishing in relationships uh, and that the spiritual formation that takes place in the church the study she added further emphasized that the more practicing christians there that there are in the church the more flourishing relationships there will be the bottom line is here's what we all knew and this is great end. news look you yeah. love jesus and you walk with the lord you're gonna have a better life and you're gonna have better relationships and everything's gonna happen because the blessings are gonna flow because of jesus yeah that's the bottom line. And, and so. And God designed us for a relationship. Yes, He did. And so again, this is just, and, and really, I thought what was interesting, Greg, is it, it was not just Christians, but those who attend church. So I want to encourage our listeners again, especially those of you that may have fallen away since COVID started or whatever, it's time to get back into fellowship. We can't live in fear. Yes, we use wisdom, but we can't live in fear. We have to move forward and get back into church. Uh, the Bible talks about in the last days, it says there will be those that fall away. There'll be those that neglect the fellowship together as believers. You know, they don't come together, uh, especially as they see, he said, don't neglect, uh, the the fellowship together, especially as you see the day approaching of the Lord's return. So, the Lord knew these things would be happening. He said, be coming to church either way, um, you know, whether you see it come, no matter what's going on, because that's how we stay strong. And this article just backs yeah, that up. So absolutely, anyway. Absolutely.
0: Well, speaking of relationships <clears throat> yes. and in uh, our church yes. and uh, the most important day that we as Christians acknowledge, and that's the day of the resurrection, yeah. because without the resurrection, we don't have salvation. That's right.
2: That's right. And you know, Greg we have a big sign out in front of the church that says hope that's the first word that you see and that really is our heart for this upcoming event at the Civic uh, Auditorium in downtown Knoxville for Easter on April 17th we're going to be meeting down there at 1030 and again we're going to be having a great celebration of the Lord's resurrection we're going to talk about his death his resurrection we're going to talk about the fear that the disciples had uh, after that happened and and, and correlate that to the fear that we have today and yet while they should have been rejoicing and out in the public they were in fear and in hiding and that is exactly what we've seen satan be able to do to us in this generation in the last two years we've been in fear we've been in hiding when we should say you know what jesus has risen from the dead we need to be out and rejoicing not living in fear and we're going to talk about that we're going to get scripture on that we're going to give people hope in what jesus has done on the cross if you believe in him and sacrifice so the bottom line is we want to encourage everyone that does not have a home church if you've got a home church and you
0: live in the knoxville area
2: right if you've got a home church go to your home church if you don't have a home church and you're in the knoxville area then join us down at the civic auditorium him. april 17th ten thirty. again terry clark's gonna be leading worship he was doing when they had the promise keepers he was traveling with them as their worship leader as they did the national event tremendous worship leader worked with maranatha for you know probably 30 some years uh, just a tremendous worship leader and it's going to be a great time of worship uh, a, a message that's going to lead you to the cross and a great time of fellowship which makes you happier as we saw by that last article yes research and, uh, yes that's yes. right and so i want to encourage you guys again to be there and again even as we talk about that day there's no reason to wait till that day and I want to say this if you're listening to the program today and you do not know Jesus Christ maybe even hearing some of these articles freaks you out because it's like man this is kind of scary look apart from Jesus this is real scary but with the Lord it's not he said let not your heart be troubled you believed in God believe in me also and so we put our trust in Jesus Christ he died on a cross for you if you want to do this right now confess your sin to God ask him to forgive you of your sin tell him you believe that he died for you on the cross, receive him as your Lord and your savior, And the Bible says if you do that, you will be born again. You don't have to wait until that day we celebrate it and give you an opportunity on April 17th. You can do it right now, and you'll know Jesus Christ. And if the rapture happens before April 17th, we won't be having the event. And you know the good news is you'll you be with us, and we'll all be in heaven having the marriage supper of the Lamb. And I hope that happens. Look, I want to have the event. I'm excited about it, but I'd rather be with Jesus in the kingdom. Either way, you're invited, and you can be to either one of them if you give your life to Christ today.
0: I would rather have God cancel signs of the times as a result of the rapture, Amen. Than Pastor Mark's internet going down, <laughs> and, uh, which may not happen. I, know. I you, know, Greg, you may I be know. right. I'm not saying it will. And you may be right. Yeah. You know, here's all. God's we in know. control. We do know that the Bible's right. That's right. That's we're, right. we're just we're That's just right. two guys in a booth. Yep. Anyway, yeah.
2: Yep. <laughs> should be two guys. There should be something there. Yeah, it, there is. It, we'll find we'll, the joke we, for next week. We will. <laughs>
0: Media.net for all things signs of the times related. More of our program next Friday at 1 30. See you then.
1: It lets your mind know you'll not be taking the time to think about the things that bother you, have bothered you, and won't leave you alone when you're not busy. Face it, busy is what we do when we don't want to deal with today's struggle that was left over from yesterday's to-do list. It's a can you've kicked down the road for a very long time. There's a reason why God placed a premium on rest. It's not to annoy you with your problems but allow you to strip away every reason you have for holding on to it, even when all you want to do is ignore it. Don't ignore it, but don't keep it either. Being alone with your thoughts doesn't sound productive, which is why it's easier to run away than face them. These thoughts may tell you many different things, but it convinces you to take the broken pieces of troubled thoughts to the God who can replace and renew. This may